Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, what a privilege we have this morning to come and worship you. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's so wonderful to be in your presence. It's so wonderful to have our eyes on you. Oh, Lord Jesus, we are grateful. We are grateful, we are thankful that we can be here today and to be able to, to worship you, to be in your presence, to lift up your name, to sing these songs, Father, the beautiful songs that will cause us and help us, Father God, to just reach out to you, connect with you. Oh, Jesus, Father, I thank you for the spirit of this church. I thank you, Father, for the spirit of the people in this church serving you, having a heart for you. Lord, I'm just grateful that around the world we have many people that are reaching out to you. We thank you that, Father God, your gospel is reaching out to many, many, many people. And Lord Jesus, this is your choice, church. Thank you, Father, for the pastors, for the father of the church, Pastor August, and the mother of the church, Ibu, Lillian, and the whole family and the family of this church. Father, I just thank you for the chairperson that prayed the powerful prayer just now. And I thank you, Father, for the songs that release us into your grace and presence today. So, Father, it is our privilege, Lord. Indeed, it's our privilege to be here and serving you. And we now look to you, Lord, for your word that your word will build us, strengthen us. And like what the chairperson said, be transformed. Or even in the pre-prayer, pre-service prayer, that we be transformed when our sister was praying just now. Oh, Lord, thank you, Father. So, Father, let the word of God be a blessing to us today as we commit our time around the word of God to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. It's my privilege to be with you today. And uh, I'm just grateful that most of us most of our churches actually are having enjoyed the last two years with many good reports. I'm sure you have many testimonies also, despite whatever that's going on around the world. People of God actually still are able to draw close to Him. And actually many people grew despite the lockdown. They, they, they get changed, they get closer to Jesus and more discipleship is actually taking place even during the lockdown. You know, the world system or Satan may be trying to shut down churches, but they can, he, nobody can shut down the church because 
you know what, the ecclesia, the called out people, the assembled of God, can never be shut down. Amen? And families can never be shut down. Hallelujah. And so, uh, yes, they, they can, the, the list, you know, if you listen to the news, they will always tell you all the bad things. Don't listen to the news. Listen to the voice of God and the word of God more. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It's my privilege to be with you today. And Pastor Agus keeps telling me, he says, thank you, thank you. Actually, uh, it's, when I was coming here, I was saying to the Lord, uh, Pastor Agus, no need to say thank you so many times that I should come here. I should uh, feel such an honor to be able to hear, to be here and serve the Lord with the word of God today because he's my friend. I consider him my friend and I think serving the Lord, to, uh, you know, and, and serving you today with the word of God, I'll do my best, okay? I'll do my best to share the word of God uh, as you are following a certain passage um, so that we all can grow in the word of God a little bit more today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, I'm not quite sure whether you have read the scripture, but we will read the scripture again, shall we? Um, it's up there, Betrayal of Jesus. It's now 27 minutes to the counting down. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Actually, my sermons nowadays, is, especially on uh, video, is, has to be less than half an hour. Okay. John 13, verse 18 to, to 30. Um, I do not speak of you all. I know whom I've chosen, but that the scripture might be fulfilled. Remember this, scripture might be fulfilled. So Jesus is talking about something that had already been spoken, okay, in the scripture. Uh, let's uh, carry on. He, he who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. This is the scripture that he was quoting. Uh, uh, carry on. From now I tell you before it comes, so that when it happens, you may believe that I am. You know, I am he that was spoken, okay? Truly, truly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Uh, when Jesus had said this, he was troubled in the spirit. He knew what was to come. He knew things before they were uh, Already, I mean, he knew everything. I mean, he's God, okay? He has a sense that, uh, that in the purpose of God and his kingdom, certain things must happen, but he was still troubled in the spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that one of you shall betray me. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Then the disciples looked upon one another, wondering of whom he spoke. But there was one of his disciples leaning upon Jesus' bosom, the one whom Jesus loved. This is John, okay? Um, and John wrote this particular passage. Simon Peter therefore signaled to him, to John, to ask whom it might be of him, Jesus, he spoke. And lying on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Um, Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give the morsel, the bread, when I dipped it. And dipping the morsel, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. 
And after the morsel, then Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, what do you do? Do quickly. But no one reclining knew for what reason he spoke to this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money bag, that Jesus had said to him, buy what you have need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. And then when having received the morsel, went out, he then having received the morsel, went out immediately and it was night. There are three elements pertaining to this particular uh, message. The first one is the prophetic dimension. And where Jesus quoted the scripture was actually uh, from Psalm 41. The three dimensions of the context of the text. So you follow this particular message that I'm sharing with you this morning. I want you to just have this understanding that I will mention a little bit about the context of the text of the scripture, the content of the scripture, and after that, the consider our application today. Okay, this is how the message will flow. Context, content, consider, consideration. In the, what is the context? The context is Jesus was actually, well, the context is very clear. The context is the betrayal of Jesus. So it is maybe the most, uh, what do you call that? The greatest betrayal, betrayal in, of mankind. This is betraying the Son of God. And, uh, but the spirit of betrayal happens in humankind all the time. Sometimes you could be young and you could still feel betrayal. And uh, for some of us who have grown a bit older, we probably will sense even more or have gone through even a, a bit more. And when you are betrayed, you could be like Jesus, troubled. And some of you could have been betrayed. Some of you who are in online, okay, who are at home, in your home, I trust that this particular passage will minister to you. And um, here in this context, there was the prophetic element. Uh, and then you will also notice that uh, there was description about the execution of it. And then uh, the, the, the scripture says, after Jesus, after Jesus gave the morsel of bread to Judas, Judas received it and he went out in the night. Darkness takes place. Whenever we do something, execute something that is not in accordance to God's purpose, you step into darkness. And what was so incredible was that the scripture said, at that point in time, Satan entered him. Satan does not easily enter the people of God unless we have executed things that are pertaining to being anti-God because Satan is anti-Christ. Okay? Okay, now, the scripture in Psalm 41 that directly was quoted by Jesus was uh, Psalm 41 just now. Maybe let's go back to it. Uh, uh, yeah, that this is. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate bread, uh, has lifted up his heel against me. That means he has chabut. He has lifted his heel against me. 
he is no longer wanting to be with me. But he was a trusted friend. In fact, Jesus trusted him so much that gave him the money back. You know, if you, are, if you don't trust that person, you won't let him hold your purse, right? So you can see that Jesus was actually doing the best he could. I think Jesus didn't make a mistake because Jesus knew that he was going to fulfill scripture, but he was still giving him a chance, okay? And uh, maybe I should read Psalm 51 or so. Um, Psalm 51 says, For it is not an enemy who reproaches me, then I could bear it. That, that then I could bear it. If it's an enemy, I can I can understand. Okay, so boleh tahan. Okay, but nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But for the wickedness in it is in their dwellings and among them. Um, but it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance. Uh, we took sweet counsel together. We walked into the house of God in the throng. Uh, that means in the crowd, you know, everywhere we go, you know. Let death seize them. Let them go down alive unto, uh, into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. There's another scripture, Zechariah eleven twelve. 12. Um, then I said to them, if it's agreeable to you, give, my, give me my wages, and if not, refrain. So they weigh out for my wages 30 pieces of silver. We know that uh, Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. All these things are prophesied already by these kind of uh, scriptures that we have read. And then, uh, you know, in, as, as we continue in the, the, the content of the, 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 the passage, uh, we look at Jesus, okay, we look at Jesus and we look at Judas, okay, let's look at Jesus, uh, he was, he was, this whole, whole passage, John 13, is about the love of Jesus Christ, Jesus served the people, served his disciples, washing his feet to express his love, he humbly served them, and, uh, and, 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 and he was doing the foot washing and, uh, extending close, very close, getting close to every one of them, giving uh, Judas an opportunity to repent. And But the final dipping of the bread, the giving and the receiving of the morsel of bread, it was like sealing the deal. It was at that point in time when he knew about what Jesus knew, Judas knew what about Jesus, he received that. Uh, and when he received it, Jesus was troubled in the spirit. This guy is not going to repent. This guy is going to carry on, okay? Let's look at Judas. Um, Judas understood what Jesus was doing. He understood what Jesus was saying. He was the only one. The others were all very blur, you know? They all, never, they all still don't know what was going on. Um, but Judas knew, and he accepted the bread and left to execute the betrayal. Why? Some scholars believe that it might be due to his original motive of joining Jesus. Because during that time, uh, a lot of the Jews were hoping that Jesus will become the king, the Messiah, the, and then political Messiah. And he was hoping that when, now when he was part of the, the 12, if Jesus becomes the king, he would be most likely, possibly, the king's right-hand man because he was trusted with the money back. And so he would be in position, he would be in the cabinet, and so on. And when later on, as it, as, as it turns out, 
this Jesus is not interested in the political kingdom. So he might have been already kind of like disappointed. His dreams could have been shattered. And so when he was already losing grip of his ambition, his heart turned against Jesus. Okay? Um, and that, that was when uh, he accepted a piece of bread. His deal was, 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 his deal was done. Je- Jesus gave him the bread. He took the bread. Satan entered him. And he left and went into the night. He stepped into darkness. Okay, let me, let me just carry on and, um, and, and see this. That, you know, yeah, well, I just mentioned about it. Prophecy was fulfilled. Jesus suffered and died, um, but he didn't know, Satan didn't know, that there was the whole plan of God still not frustrated, but played out and, 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 and was, was able to fulfill what God intended for Jesus who suffered and died, but actually it was while darkness was what Judas entered in, Jesus, through the darkness that he created, came out in the light of God's redemption. Today, we are enjoying this light. Hallelujah. We are enjoying the glory of God. And this was accomplished by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, including the ascension. Jesus has now been ascended, and actually he is alive, reigning, and being the king. We sang beautiful songs this morning. Uh, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but somehow you chose the songs that resonate with my heart a lot. I've been serving the Lord for 40 years, and around about 20-something years, about 15 years ago, the Lord drew my attention to the, the understanding of the church and the kingdom and, and making sure that we know Jesus as friend, know Jesus as Savior, and then know Jesus as Lord, but we need to know Jesus as King. And so just now when we sang those songs, you really hit my heart just now. Hallelujah. <laughs> and I was so, so blessed today with the prayer and uh, with, a, with a praise and worship. Uh, so let me just move now into the three B's of self-application. So I've virtually uh, did the context and the content a little bit, okay, just now. Uh, I mixed them all together, all right, so that, but I already told you how it was going. Now let's look at the application, which is actually consider. Consider the three, the, the three B's of self-application. Three B's is number one, betrayal. Second one is your choice, my choice of being bitter. And it's possible. You are Christians, okay? We are born again. But it doesn't mean that we are not capable in our flesh to suffer the betrayal, suffer the pain, suffer the injustice, and don't feel bitter. Let's be real, amen? So I don't want to be like a very religious kind of Pharisee, Pharisee kind of thing. And say, oh, we are all... Over. No, no. Behind the, the, the smile, the brave smile of everybody, sometimes there is a wound. Sometimes they, there are pains in people, you know. And we need to be very understanding about what's going on because we want to move from being bitter to the third B, the better. Okay, now bitter. Um, the betrayal we already talked about just now. 
um, uh, I, I just mentioned about us, although Christians and so on, we're still having uh, some experiences of it. So personal experience of betrayal is a very real problem. Even little children sometimes can feel betrayed. And when you grow older, <laughs> it gets maybe even worse. <laughs> we might even feel the, 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 the greater of, of some of these things. And uh, no shortage of it. Even as a person who serves God, no less. Sometimes you feel it very strongly. I have felt it also within my own circle. And uh, like I said, you know, the, uh, we have been serving the Lord for a long time. I've been serving the Lord for some time now. And, um, uh, you know, why, you ask yourself, why, you, why must you be so much in your flesh and doing things that hurt other people, including me? And I'm the pastor, I'm the founder, and I'm the spiritual father, you know. Uh, but, you know, no less. These things sometimes will break you, but sometimes it's a good thing that you can you suffer some breaking, because if these things don't come, we will not have the brokenness of heart, brokenness of spirit. Eh? And so, when your heart is broken, when your spirit is contrite, God says He is actually pleased about it. <laughs> the pain is not nice, but then in the end, it will work out for good. So, but it doesn't mean that it's easy, okay? It doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, so the, the personal experience part of it is actually very real. So those of you who are at home, I want to encourage you that when you are able to identify, if you are able to identify with this passage, with this message this morning, I want you to be of good cheer because God is working something beautiful, powerful in you to lift you up so that God can use you greater and mightily and lift up the name of beautiful name of Jesus even more. Hallelujah. And in the end, when His name is glorified, you dwell in His glory. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, the, I'm talking about bitterness. Where does it come from? Well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. It says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. If I were to stick to my bitterness, my anger, and my unforgiveness, not only is it damaging myself, I will be also defiling other people around me. And we all have responsibilities for other people. As a father, a parent in a natural family, I will be influencing my own children. As a leader in the church, we have influence over other people. If I still harbor bitterness in my heart and cannot release and let go people, what will happen? I can't preach this message today. You, you will not be blessed by this message, you know. I will be very superficial and I will be... Uh, you will not be blessed because I will not be preaching. I can't be preaching from my heart. Yeah. It's not real and it's not true. But because I think I've been through a bit, a bit of these things and I suffered. It was a prolonged period. And sometimes when you're in a bitter root, you want to say you forgive, actually you really can't forgive so easily. You say you want to forget, forget it. You know, 
but you know, this thing will come back. Sometimes the things that are causing this anger or bitterness replay in you. And maybe I hope some of you who are at home also understand what I'm talking about. They will come back again and again like a video that doesn't stop. And then causing you to have rounds and rounds of anger. Then you keep repenting. I think as I grow older, I have to repent more. <laughs> and uh, which I did, you know. I, I sometimes I felt, oh Lord, as I grow older, I, I want to make sure that, you know what, if I still want to be faithful to the Lord, if I want to be loyal to God, if I still want to be able to be of service to God and to His people, and I do have quite a few people that, you know, that, are, that, have, been ra- that, that have been what you call, part of my service unto God, huh? to, 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 to touch and to heal and to help and, and so on. But if I myself, I'm not healed, you can't heal other people. You cannot give what you don't have. So if you don't have the forgiveness and the release of your grace, you see, this, this thing is very tricky. See to it, no one falls short of grace, of the grace of God, that no bitter root. If we keep a bitter root, we will fall short of grace. I may not even have the grace to preach this message this morning, but I can, hallelujah, because I have decided that some of the very specific things, there could be a guy that had seriously damaged me. I could name 11 things that were big things that had actually damaged me. But somewhere along the line, I have chosen. I'm going to pray in a minute that maybe we need to pray to ask God for grace. Amen? And continue in grace. Don't let, let grace be cut off from us. We need the grace of God. We are saved by grace. We need to live by grace. So we are people that will make sure that when we are in the grace, we won't defile. On the contrary, we will lift up other people around us. Amen. Hallelujah. Better, it means LG2. LG is not lower ground. LG means, LG2 means two times let go. (laughs) Let go of anger and bitterness by repenting of it naming it as a sin before God. Then you say, Pastor, this is not reasonable. That guy do things that angered me or that girl or whoever. Huh? That, that fellow, that person was the one who started it all. He created all the nonsense and he had, the, had caused damage and hurt. But I am the one who has to repent. Brothers and sisters, Difficult as it is, I have to tell you this. Yes, you have to repent. You know why? Because I recognize this. I have allowed this thing to cause a bitter root. A bitter root is identified when you are seeing symptoms like this. The thing that has disturbed you keep coming to disturb you again and again. And it's developing a root that seems to have life. When you, you know, when the root is healthy, the plant has life. When the root is chopped off, yeah? So when it has life, it bothers you, trouble your spirit, yeah? So we need to recognize, how do you know whether I have a bitter root? 
if this thing is like an unceasing video that keeps playing in your mind even at night, causing you to lose sleep, or in the daytime, or from time to time, you get angry, from time to time, you can't even see the fellow on Facebook. You look at his face, you're already angry. <laughs> and if he's a preacher, you can't even listen to him preach. I just define for you, okay? But when that has happened, a bitter root has happened. And so, Lord, sorry. I have sinned against you. That's why you need to have LG number one. Let go. Let go. LG two. Let go of the offender and leave to God to deal with him or her. Hallelujah. And then what happens if it comes back again and LG2 again? LG1, LG2 again. Then they will, you will have a breakthrough, you know? You know, when you have an honest heart, I know you guys have because you guys are very pure. I can sense it in the, in the atmosphere of the church when I sense the spirit of the, of the worship just now and praise and worship. I heard a pre-service prayer just now. I was glad. I came a bit early. I was glad that I could be part of the pre-service prayer and hear how you prayed. I'm so glad, you know, for you. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you, in fact, because many of you are like my children's age, you know. So I'm virtually very proud of you. This is a blessed church, hallelujah. But then again, we are all in the flesh, we all struggle. But we can do LG too. How many say amen? I hope this message is a blessing to you. I've got three minutes. Can we pray? <laughs> Let's stand to our feet. And uh, brothers and sisters at home, let us pray. Let us practice LG too. Tell somebody. We're going to pray LG2 today. <laughs> okay? We're going to pray LG2, okay? The first one is say, Father, I acknowledge, Lord, that there are things that trouble my spirit. Of course, if, there are, if you are not having this problem, then this message doesn't apply to you. Lah, huh? uh, but if you, have, if you have some of your experiences like that, I hope the Lord has ministered to you through the Word of God, okay? And uh, that... But the Lord is going to set us free, you know. I want you to make this prayer count. This prayer is going to release us. Amen. I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I commit myself to you, Father. And Lord, before letting other people go, I pray, Father, you let me go. Set me free. Because I pray... In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to repent of holding a hurt or a wound for so long or for however long, you tell the Lord. You tell the Lord what has actually been of an offense to you. You tell the Lord of the pain and that you have held on to the pain. And I call it a sin against you, Lord. Today I humble myself before you. I do not want to put on a facade as if there's nothing. I lay bare my heart and ask you, Father, please forgive me for holding on to that which has hurt me. And as you name them, 
you go into your LG2. I let him go and I let those, these areas of sin, one, two, three, four, five, however many, I let them all go in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that this morning, this message will help to contribute to the life of this body here. That more people are set free by the power of your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you.